0: Good morning to you. Today is Sunday, July 24, 2022. I hope your Sunday in Amer- if you're in America is off to a great start and whatever day it may be that you are having um that your your day is off to a great start as well. And so one of the topics that um I've been thinking about this weekend. It's it's been pivotal to reminding me not only of the time that I spent as a trained nurse, as a registered nurse in the hospital setting, um, but also to, as a teacher, I taught pharmacotherapeutics, which is pharmacology, to PN and RN students. And um, I am now tutoring students, nursing students to take the NCLEX exam. And so throughout my years, in a variety of settings, especially the hospital, I, one of the roles as a nurse, as you know, is to give medications and there would be that occasional, occasional few medication records or sheets that I would have maybe one drug, acetaminophen, Tylenol to give as needed for pain. But the majority of my medication sheets were long, one, two, maybe three pages, and then PRN or as-needed medications. And something that I've talked about often is what I saw in the hospital. The hospital um, and just my professional career as a nurse enlightened me about this generational cycle of pain. Of projected pain, of physical pain, uh, neglect, abuse, of psychological pain, um, anxiety, um, fearful of the the unknown, fearful of the future, um, depression, inner um, dislike or hatred towards oneself because of what someone else did, and how <clears throat> it started waking, wakening up my mind to see that physical diagnosis, diagnoses were from emotional discomfort, dis-ease, that many of the diseases or health conditions that we see are often an expression of emotional instability, mental instability issues. And so I realized just from talking to clients uh, throughout my years as a nurse, because many of them would open up. As you know, nursing, we are at the bedside. And many of them will open up to their childhood um, experiences that continue to affect their adult behaviors. That was another principle that I learned about Another piece of the puzzle, as should say, that I learned about this generational cycle of pain, that many of the adult behaviors that we see, you guys, the, the violence, the attacks, the slander, the uh, violent acts, didn't just happen overnight, as my mom would say. Over time, those thoughts, harmful thoughts, our thoughts that led us to violent acts were cultivated in our inner garden. And in the hospital, what I saw was the use of medications, often people identifying with their condition first. So if they were anxious, if they had a diagnosis of anxiety, you know, I'm an anxious person or I am depressed. Instead instead of um, identifying with this awareness or identifying with our spirit they identified, and many people are still doing it today. I've, I've seen it on Facebook and Instagram, how we're identifying with our diagnosis, that label. And as you know, labels tend to stick. That label becomes who we are. And when we see ourselves doing something different, we say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going against this label. Wait, I'm supposed to be anxious. I'm supposed to be sad. Life is horrible you know, we we not only do we press the label upon ourselves, but then we we stop ourselves from acting outside of the label. And often what we're acting like is not different. It's That is who we are. When you are anxious or have, have dealt with anxiety and you find yourself having a good time and really enjoying life and having fun, that is who you are. That is what Part of living life is is having joy. Fruits of the spirit is having joy. And so often when people have these labels, we look to anything that will confirm who we are, hence medications. If I'm anxious, then I need to take anxiety medications. If I'm depressed, I need to take antidepressants. Forget about this, this power that I have inside of me. Of self-control and love, I have been given this label and I have to live according to this label. I believe, and I forget um, one of the doctors, I, I don't know if it's hypocrisy, uh, Hippocrates that said that, but medication was not, I believe, not meant to be a cure. It is not a cure. <clears throat> it is not a cure of depression, of anxiety. It may help us to better deal with our emotions and feelings and experiences that external bandages like medications are, are bandages. Bandages eventually come off. You eventually stop wearing them because the healing process that occurred, occurred from the inside out. And so, Medications are are not a cure, and many people see it as a cure. You know, I have anxiety; I'm going to have it for the rest of my life, so I need to be on these medications for the rest of my life. And one of the things that I saw is that in in the hospital is that people were given a medication for a certain condition, and guess what? That medication has side effects, so they have to take another medication to combat the side effects, and that medication has side effects, so it's like a um, domino effect, and For me, I don't see the domino effect, (laughs) you know, I, I don't see it lifting up. I see it knocking down, just constantly having something, another issue, adding another issue to a problem. Now, I know medications have helped people for many things, you know, prevent infection, you know, strengthen their immune system. But again, I don't see it as a cure. And I... I, I'm a person that who who doesn't like to take medications. I feel like our body is an amazing body and is able to um, help us transcend any experience. You know, As I learned about the body in nursing school, GABA, one of the neurotransmitters, it helps us to be calm. Melatonin, it helps us to, that our body produces, it helps us to relax and uh, lower our body temperature. We go through this cycle and relax and go to sleep that everything we need this body is amazing and and many of us have lost hope on our body or disconnected from our bodies given a certain circumstance you know maybe you have you experienced neglect and abuse and somehow you're blaming your body and there becomes a disconnection and we're not listening to our body we've lost faith in our body's ability to heal itself And that's one of the things that Jesus talked about. He said, basically, because of your faith, it is so. And so you can either choose to have faith in your body and the ability to heal, which I've seen over and over, even in my own life, just by changing my mindset, how I process things that a sore throat or the feeling of something coming on me left me, just left me. When I couldn't take medications for my stomach, digestive issues, because I wasn't digesting life properly, those symptoms left me because I remembered I didn't used to have this problem. This is not real. I didn't used to have this problem. I could eat foods and not have an issue. And how I enjoy loving foods. I'll take you even a step further into my personal life to make this a little bit more sound, if you will. And maybe you can relate to this. But a move to Oregon. I before our move, I had a, accepted a contracted position as um, teaching farm, of course, to nursing students. I had um, worked with a um, a fitness center, and they wanted me to be a part of their major event. And I also too had been accepted into yoga school. Well, my husband had um, someone reached out to him about a job here in Oregon, and we moved. And so I felt my whole career kind of up in the air. I didn't realize that th- this was this was an opportunity for me to assess and evaluate where my life was and who I am and what I'm here to do. Instead, I saw myself as a victim, you know, and eventually I was experiencing symptoms that I wasn't even used to. <laughs> I, you know, I started having uh, palpitations and feeling nervous. And and from what I gather, I, I was having panic attacks. And um it started when I had developed an allergic reaction to one of the medications they were using to treat me with pneumonia. Even that in itself, pneumonia, getting pneumonia was a story because my thoughts helped me to be sick. You know, I was thinking I wasn't doing right. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm, 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 I I'm have pneumonia, you know, because I thought I wasn't treating my body well. That's a different story. But what I want to bring it in is that I knew when I woke up that morning and before I went to the emergency room that my symptoms was more than just being afraid of the rash. I was afraid. I was fearful. I, I, I felt like I had reached my max as far as things happening in my life and that I was um, not able to adapt. And so that took me to the emergency room. I got a new medication ended up my rash left. But I started experiencing the same symptoms about a month or so, uh, actually about two months later. And I said, you know, I just really want a doctor to tell me the truth. And sure enough, you know, here I am thinking, okay, maybe I'm postmenopausal. I read the article about Oprah and how she had anxiety and fears and how that comes. And I read Christian Northrop's, um, Christina Northrop's book regarding um, being pre, uh, premenopausal and postmenopause. And here I'm thinking, okay, I, I must be going into menopausal, you know, here, here the thoughts, the processing which often leads to the behavior, leads to the label. And the doctor sure enough said that you, pro- you probably are going through premenopausal, but it's more about you. And that's what I needed to hear. You know, And one of the things that he did, he said, you know, I take melatonin, you can take it, as you know, it's something that's prescribed for um, if you have problems sleeping. But knowing me throughout my life, I've I always been about the root cause of it, getting to the root cause. And during this time, even though I experienced some anxiety-related um, symptoms, anxious about how my life was going to be, am I going to have enough money to pay the bills? Um, I bought, the, I had my husband to buy the melatonin, but I it, it never, I never opened it because I was like, I should not have to take drugs to do something that my body can already do. So through a period of 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 days, weeks, I'm not sure but slowly i came back to myself where i wasn't waking up in the middle of the night having palpitations you know something that i saw was premenopausal but it was more anxiety my mindset um because then i too i realized that you know god is an whoever created my body you can call him god i call him god you can call it higher power um but does not my creator know about premenopause and postmenopause am i not am i not wired to go to handle the stage that I'm going through. And so I never opened the melatonin. Slowly but surely, my sleep got back to what I did as a child. I said, if I can go through potentially traumatic experiences and love sleep. I mean, I went through my experience. I had no, I didn't have nightmares. I I, I, I slept good. I love sleeping. I love looking at the sky at night. We have windows that I can look at the stor- stars and look at the sky. And I love doing that. So I I turn, instead of turning my eyes to the outward, trying to figure out what's wrong with me, I turned my eyes inward and I adjusted my thought process because I believe that much of what we go through, what we experience is how we're processing the events in our lives. And Wayne, Dr. Wayne Dyer talked about that. Louise Hay talked about that. So many people on, um, positive thinking or the new thought uh, movement. And I do believe that because I've seen that throughout my life, my life, even as a young child, that what we often think about, we bring about. And so I just want to share that my my thing about drugs, I don't, I don't believe they are not the answer, the solution to what we're going through. The solution lies within you. How did you process? And that is the question I will leave you with today. How did you process the events that happened in your life? Why are you anxious? What did you see? What did you connect from your past into your future that you continue to live out probably each and every day that programming that tells you you are anxious? You're not anxious. It is something within you that you need to. part ways from mentally need to get to the to root there's a connection in your nervous system this this communication system in our body that has been we re- that has been wired rewired in the incorrect way and basically what we need to do what what we often need to do is rewire our mind to remember that we are not our experiences to remember that we have powerful minds, and it's through our thoughts that we bring about our realities. And so I sleep every day knowing that I can sleep, knowing that I can, remembering who I am, that's, that's what this whole process has been. I believe we go through things to remember who we are, to you, unite with our creator. And so I stand that, yes, you know, medications have done some wondrous things but they are not, they don't know our body like we know our body, like our creator knows our body. And my, my plea out to you is to find a way to reunite, reunite with yourself. There has probably been a disconnection. Reunite with yourself and reunite with our creator. You've heard stories of people coming off medications, and often it's not the food, <laughs> it's not the medication, but it's how they rewired their thoughts and how they continued to live their lives. This is Tamika Chambers with Create a Generational Love Cycle. You have within you to transcend your experiences. Often what's missing is the belief, the faith, And it's up to you, you have every right and every ability to regain that belief and that faith that you are good enough, you have what you need to transcend life experiences, and you can have the faith of even a mustard seed that can move mountains, that can move you into the place, the path that you need to be on, that you're here to do, the work that you're here to do. Take care of yourself.